Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. I'm trying to mix the intro up for you, Cody. I appreciate that, Heath. Because you made me feel like I was a little bit, um, what's the word? I almost said rhetorical, but that's <laughs> not in my vocabulary to even know what that word really means. The rhetorical? Yeah. That ain't what I was meaning. I was. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what is the word I'm looking for? Repetitive. Uh, repetitive. I was almost feeling like I'm a little bit too repetitive based on what you've mentioned with my intro a few times. So I was just trying to change well, it I up. I like it. It's consistent. Let's go with that consistent? word. Consistent? Repetitive can be... I like consistent. This is all play on words. Yeah. It's all nomenclature. Clature. Uh, listen nomen- to you. <laughs> I can even pronounce it, but I know what it means. <laughs> I can already tell we need to stay in our lane. <laughs> English. We're not English <laughs> professors. <laughs> English is not it. We're going to stay over here on the hunting side. Yeah, we're not doing English. And making stuff look good. However, if we did have uh, Alpha Cum Laude, Matt, on the podcast. <laughs> Alpha Cum Laude. Isn't that what, what it is? That's what I call him. That's what you call him. That's so what I call him. Uh, the smart guy. Yeah, he's like top he, of his class. He corrects all of our English mistakes. He does. That is who we send our verbiage um, projects to. Yeah. Anything with words or letters in it. Yeah. Matt proofs. Yeah. I'll, I'll text him and the first thing I'll say, does this sound good? Bing! Yeah. <laughs> send it and he'll... He is. He's the, fast too, man. He's the alpha cum laude. I like it. You don't get to be the alpha cum laude and not be good at what you do. That's right. So he's good. Anyway... It is October. It's beautiful outside. It is awesome Mm -hmm. outside. It's also muzzleloading season. That's right. I got to go over the weekend. Somebody's got a story. I did. Tell us a hunting story real quick. So we went to um, South Arkansas, Manning, Arkansas to be exact. We have Aaron's dad's dad owns three acres in the middle of this giant lease and we get to be a part of it. And so um, we went down this weekend for muzzleloading with my boys. I took all of my boys this year. So that was me and four boys. (laughs) Did y'all all sit in one stand? No, no, no. We went. We sat in different different stands. Okay. It was my three year old's first time at deer camp. He loved it. It was really cool to take him down. Um, he said, "I got another story with him too." He sat in the stand with me for about thirty minutes. <laughs> His first time too. First time ever in a stand for thirty minutes, and uh, it was pretty funny. I filmed some of it, and uh, dad life loved it. But I got to take. Um, Jet, he's my third child. How old is he? He is 11. I can't remember. I got so many kids, Heath. Yeah, you got a lot of. But so he's 11, and uh, it was his. He sat in the stand several times, but never with a gun, you know, by himself. You know, he was the hunter, and so. My my goal in this this camp was to get my kids deers. I, deers. Deers. See, back to where you're staying. See, our that's lane. why we're not English guys. You could work for catching deers. I know. I just uh, propped them but up. But they right intentionally there. malfunctioned their verbiage. I did that intentionally, too. No, you did not. <laughs> anyway, so it's his first time ever to be the hunter, so to speak, you know, with um, opportunity to kill. And so I had the camera, he had the gun, and. Um, it, it was awesome, man. He the, this deer came out, this doe came out, thirty five yards, perfect shot. She stood there for about twenty seconds, broadside, <laughs> staring at you, staring at us. And I mean, we were we were. He could have shot her, but he was so nervous. I mean, heart beating, shaking, breathing hard. You know, um, couldn't get the crosshairs in the right spot. You know, it was kind of cool because I'd actually we'd been sitting there for maybe two hours and. I'd had a long conversation with him about ethical shots. You know, we're not trying to just shoot just to shoot. We want to make sure we're going to kill the animal, you right. know. And 
Um, he said, Dad, I couldn't get it in the right spot, so I didn't shoot. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool. But it was funny. I actually, I had a, a long lens on, so I couldn't film us in the stand. Yeah. So I just turned the camera around and, and hit record so you could hear us talking <laughs> after. And he was all... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna hyperventilate and he said daddy that was the coolest experience of my life <laughs> he didn't even get to shoot that's but, what i love about oh. deer hunting though man you can't you can't you can't create that any other no, way. no he did say this he said roller coasters don't even do that to me <laughs> <laughs> but taking a kid for the first time oh, yeah and they you can't explain to them what it's going to be like until they get to experience it and that really is the day that quits happening man I'm done hunting. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what I told my father-in-law, you know, like the whole, like, you know, we talk about all the time. We want to create more than just experience. We want to create legacy where our kids love it, you know, and I saw that with my father-in-law this weekend, just being with him because yeah. I actually started hunting with him. Oh yeah. Like my first hunting trip was with him. I sat in the stand that he sat in growing up, you know, that's cool. killed my first deer or shot at my first deer in that stand, you know? And so being there with him and hearing hearing that from him and then doing that with my boys, you know, it was really cool yeah. to to get to be out there and create legacy and opportunity for them to do stuff that I love and I hope they'll love forever, you know. Yeah. No, it's that cool is awesome. Stuff. I've got some I won't go into detail on stories, but I've got some of the funniest videos ever of my boy. Really? Like when he was six, seven, killing his first I mean it's hilarious really have you ever seen him i haven't oh i need to show him to you he yeah. goes he's cool calm and collective he's yeah. a cool kid now yeah he ain't gonna talk too much on camera because we gotta be cool <laughs> but prior to the cool stages of life like this is pre what is that um, pre-puberty pre-puberty <laughs> <laughs> when he was just loose cannon man he killed he killed uh here in arkansas not too far from here where we're at he uh he killed a couple of his first bucks which was like a spike <laughs> forked horn yeah. and dude he you would have thought he killed a 200 inch white tail yeah freaking out that's my book that's my book <laughs> i mean he's like yelling i got all this on camera it's hilarious that's cool and uh but that's what i'm what i was going back to what i just mentioned is you can't ever anticipate exactly even how you're going to respond because uh-uh. you don't know because oh, i was it. the same like i was even with jet he didn't pull the trigger yeah and he was shaking nervous i was too oh i'm, I, I'm way more nervous yeah i was for, shaking yeah. you know like after the deer you know ran off i'm shaking he's like why are you shaking and i said you made me shake yeah. you know like it was we need to do a study we need somebody way smarter than us but what is it that causes you to react to a whitetail encounter I, like I, you do i mean i'm not i'm not a smart man but I'm not a smart man. <laughs> you like that? I did like that. <laughs> I'm, I would think it's adrenaline. You know, well, it is adrenaline, but it's it don't it doesn't matter if you're a, a girl, a guy, yeah. a kid. We all react oh, in yeah. a similar way as oh, far yeah. as the adrenaline side. Oh of. yeah. I told him. I I told him there's something about being able to you know kill an animal, or if you want to use the the right term, harvest an animal and then get to eat it you yeah. know like there's something go through that whole process oh, to go through that whole process to provide food for your table um there's something about it you know when you when you you know slice that back strap off yeah. of that deer and then put it in the grease to fry it or whatever it's just like a sense of accomplishment a sense of pride in the whole yeah uh, providing you know it's a lot pretty of that's cool. just a male thing too just a sense of, of wanting to provide oh yeah and obviously we don't have to killed up to yeah we can to go to eat. kroger we can go to kroger but there is something special about oh yeah in that process and i know gavin's ate up with it. he killed a doe well, that was it last week yeah 
and he wanted to do it all himself. Like yeah. I, I said, call me when you get one. He's like, nope, I got it. <laughs> I he texted me when he killed a doe, but he was like, I was like, you need help? And he was like, no, I, I got, got it. it. I saw his white Crocs down in the garage, his bloody yeah, white Crocs. Joker was decked out in sick gear <laughs> with white Crocs on. <laughs> Go figure. That's hilarious. He's the same kid that just had a dance this weekend. I saw his <laughs> He had on a cowboy hat, a tricked out suit, three like piece suit, three piece suit, and Gucci flip flops or sliders <laughs> on. I'm like, what in the world is that? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should be happy, proud, embarrassed. <laughs> hey, your wife said he got it from you. <laughs> she did. <laughs> he don't give a freak, man. That's, I guess that's good because I'm a little bit like that too. Yeah. But my point was he he uh, he wanted to to take care of that entire deer, so he did it everything. He gutted it, skinned it out, cleaned it all on his own out yeah. there on the SG forty three, <laughs> and brought it home, cut it all up, did the whole process on his own. That's cool. Cleaned it all, cut all of it up. You know, yeah. got Ziploc bags full of meat in the freezer now. That's awesome. And I'm the same way. I love doing that as well. Like I think there was a stage of life where I kind of got went through more of the. I'm just going to take this deer into the processor and let uh-huh. him do it if I want to ground up or or whatever you yeah. know, sausage. And I may still do that from time to time, but I, for some reason I haven't in the last few years. And I've kind of getting back to the old ways. I feel like a little yeah. bit of wanting to do it all yourself. Yeah. And I love doing it. Yeah. Like we we do it at the house, and because I have so many people, we we got a little assembly line. Yeah, you know, one yeah. person's going to cut, one yeah. person's going to grind, one person's going to vacuum seal it. You know, yeah. the other person's going to ride on it, yeah. put it in the freezer. We did that <laughs> last time. My wife and my daughter and me and Gavin did that. Yeah, they were the girls were vacuum sealing it all and yeah. riding, riding on it, you mm-hmm. know, harvest date and all that. I like it. You know, I mean, we look for for opportunities at our house to do stuff together. You know, and yeah. so that's kind of a cool thing to do. I think just you to, do got like a whole assembly. Line. we do man and so we, we got that going on and then we got somebody in the back uh, cleaning too yeah <laughs> there's so much we you got do. a lot of folks if if you guys listeners don't know cody on the side he does speak special events for sex education hey i know all about it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good stuff i'd like to practice all the time <laughs> I'd like to practice um well, it is a uh, muzzleloading here and i've been muzzleloading a little bit the last few days yeah and I, i'm getting old cody I've been. I what said, are you, I, said I, I said I've been muzzle. I didn't mean I've been muzzleloading. I've been bow hunting during muzzleloading season. Yeah. But the last sit, uh, which was yesterday evening, I went out and didn't even take my bow. Yeah. Can you believe that? I, I can believe it, I actually. I just took my camera is all I took. <laughs> yeah. And I thought to myself, what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a stone cold killer <laughs> anymore. 150 is going to come out and I'm going to be so mad. You would be. I would have been you, furious. You would have texted me and you'd have been like, so, I mean. Oh, <laughs> I would have been mad. It didn't, luckily. That's funny. Four does and a button buck. So. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I'm going to take my bow. <laughs> you started regretting it the moment you sat down, didn't I you? I did. I knew. I was like, something's going to come out, and I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, you got to watch it out at the SG43, too, because you got food okay. sources everywhere. And yeah. I've been taking good care of the property. Yeah. And, you know, and then after our last podcast with That's John That's what Sewell, I was going to say. I'm even, I'm even more inspired now yeah. after listening to John yeah. down in Texas. And I mean, that was incredible information. Just he, he's to a hear sharp his, cat. I actually talked to the lady on the phone uh, last week who had done a film, uh, a short film about John when he won the Landstar yeah. Award. Yeah. And she was just raving about, you know, the knowledge that he had and what, you know, the, the character of, of John, who he was and 
all that kind of stuff, you know. And so, I mean, just to hear, it's, we'll sit in the same room and to hear his story and then to, like, take in the knowledge about caring for. Yeah, he is so knowledgeable. So, like, everything we recorded, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Was just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't sitting there with a notepad and no. kind of <laughs> laptop talking about certain things. It yeah. was just you could just tell it was embedded in his yeah. beliefs and who he yeah, was. Yeah, it was, it was kind of what we talk about. He was living his passion. You yeah, know? yeah. So what were some what were some like two or three things that jumped out to you from that podcast? Anything come to mind? Well, for me, the thing that came to mind the most, and I'd always heard that you know deer will always take the path of least resistance. You know, and mm-hmm. you, and it makes sense when you look at the trails through the woods or. Um, whatever you know it is the for them the easiest route to get where they want to go yeah but what he's one of the things he said was you better make sure that there's a food source a water source and something close to where they bed down you know and i'd always you know thought well i want to be a little bit away so that i have room for them to come to me or whatever but when you think of it in terms of growing big deer it makes sense they they're a lot like we are yeah they go i eat at wendy's all the time and i don't drive to arkansas you know to arkansas avenue to that wendy's i go to the one the that's, closest one you know less than two miles from my house because yeah. it's closer you know i go to the refrigerator and, <laughs> well, and hope my wife has put the food in there <laughs> <laughs> but it's i mean that was something that stood out to me just because yeah you know you could probably never really have too much too many for food sources for the animals on your property right you know, realistically um in fact i think john put another 40 out 40 <laughs> feed stations out last week and he already had a jillion it yeah. seemed like you know 40 more feed stations yeah so that's something that stood out to me just you know it doesn't matter there's they need food so put yeah. it as often and yeah easy for them to get to as possible you know what yeah. about you what something stood out i think i think I mean, a lot of what he talked about, I, I mean, I, a lot of it I kind of knew, um, but I think the thing, and I knew what I'm fixing to tell you too, but it, it just kind of drove it home more was the the time investment that he's put into that whole property. Um, obviously, we, we live in a microwave society. Everybody wants everything fast. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, I think I have, and I'm, as I get a little bit older, I'm having more and more respect for the process probably than I ever have. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables of why that is. Um, one is because I've got a little bit of property I can manage now, and I've got equipment to manage it, which helps. And so there are factors that play into that. But once you start doing it, you realize that, it, yes, you can see some short-term results by putting in some effort. Mm-hmm. But the true, true results that you want to see are going to be the test of time. That yeah. may take may take, like in his case, he's been there 22 years managing yeah. that property. From, and now he's and it's producing it's phenomenal but where a lot of people might just roll in there and if you didn't know john's story you're like man you just got a great place here yeah yeah genetics you are out. here yeah you got, yeah you just bought the right place but the re- truth is he has put in a ton of time yeah and he's testing everything a lot like we do I and mean, really we joke about the sg43 property but it's really a testing ground for yeah. us for um, companies we work with or whatever and but that's what he's doing, and he's not doing marketing for anybody. He's doing yeah. it specifically to make his place better right. and, and grow large whitetail. So yeah. that part of it and then just the the land management part of it for me stuck out, I guess, because that's part of what I'm becoming really, really passionate about here lately. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't – I mean, I, I've listened – I haven't listened to a lot of our podcasts more than once, and I've listened to that one twice, and I'll probably listen to it one more time. Driving them numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I ain't doing I'm it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get one more download. A little comic relief right there. <laughs> no, I have. I was just because I'm I'm inspired by yeah. wanting to manage the land for tomorrow, like well, he said, and yeah. not even so much for today. And that's part of why I just took my camera last night on that hunt. I was like, man, today it ain't even about trying to harvest something. Yeah, I want to go enjoy this land and and fruits of your labor so to speak yeah and do some photography if a, if a great deer comes out i'm gonna video and do some photography yeah and then and pray then to god he comes back <laughs> <laughs> um, but i don't know he was just inspiring to me he was i think the fact that he was um non-educated as far as formal schooling on that yeah i actually saw a post on uh i think it was fortified cottonseed um their their instagram i think it was an actual individual who had gone <laughs> to school i thought you were gonna say i saw a post on there and you were the one that posted it no i know i posted it a what do you call it somebody had posted on the yeah they commented comment. on the post there you go marketing thank guy. you <laughs> cody would like to run your social media if you need anybody you just learned what a comment was <laughs> that's hilarious uh, somebody commented on the post with a post of their own uh, that's funny um and this individual had actually been educated to do what John was doing. Right. And it was kind of cool. I texted you a screenshot and texted yeah. you. This is cool. This guy confirmed everything that John just talked about because of his education. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and yeah. that, that was really cool to me just to know that John, um, not only put in the time, like with his hands, the hard work and all that kind of stuff, but he had obviously done some research. He had obviously done some learning. He had spent the time to know, you know, what you needed to do to grow the right stuff, you know, for yeah. the deer. for And it wasn't just the deer, it's the whole property, yeah. you know. And I thought that was really cool, just the the confirmation of what we heard from John. Hearing it from somebody you know, else. Yeah, hearing it from somebody who had the formal education, you yeah. know, to, to back up what he was saying was really cool to me. Yeah. I think he, you know, for me, he he tied together the whole, really, idea behind this podcast of, you know, we talk about it being a 12-month tour through business leadership and life and living your passion in all those areas. Yeah. And he was just a, a literally walking example of somebody that's doing that. Oh, yeah. And so it, it kind of led me to even asking this question for today's podcast of um, realistically for, let's just say, anybody that listens to this podcast or just anybody in general, is it realistic to think anybody can live their passion? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's part of me that says yes we talked about it a little bit before we started recording today um personally i believe yes mm-hmm. i would say the answer to that is is yes there's some factors that play into that yeah that some people aren't willing to yeah go through and so let's break that down a little bit what we kind of talked about before we started recording today with I, I didn't think about this earlier and i may have even mentioned this on a previous podcast but i always tell my son most people only live up to their responsibility not their potential yeah and i think that that is the way it is with living your passion most people their responsibility is to stay alive (laughs) you know to feed the people that they're responsible for and to have a house you know like the basics and most people they want more than that but they're satisfied with that you know and so i think like we talked about earlier anybody can live their passion whether it's career or being a weekend warrior in that anybody can live their passion if they're willing to put in the time to make it happen yeah well and i think you know for me the a lot of what we talk about from the podcast standpoint is based around living your passion in the idea of, or in the area of career mm-hmm. and 
I do think anybody can realistically do that. Now, what they're going to make income wise <laughs> yeah. versus what they need to make it may varies. not it yeah. may not add up. I know some guys, but some guys on our team right now that make very good livings that want to do what we do, but the role that we would have to offer them is not doesn't make sense financially, and right. so that's a decision they have to make with. If I want to keep making really good money doing something I kind of enjoy, but mm-hmm. but they may not enjoy it as much as what we do here. Right. Um, that, that's just things that play into that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And most of those guys that we're talking to, we know very well, and they are still living their passion. Mm-hmm. It just may not be a hundred percent of the time in a career. Right. Uh, of of what we talk about doing on a day to day basis, you know. So, I think there's a lot of factors. But what I was going to say is is the thing that jumped out at me about the conversation with John is how how closely related it was to what it takes to live your passion Mm -hmm. that it is not going to happen overnight oh yeah most of the time yeah there may be some i don't even know if it's even realistic to think it's going to because it's probably not no it's going to take time it's going to take kind of you know getting up and going to the ground either before work or after work or the weekends or or and that's the thing is about it is it's there's not a right or wrong like if you if you're happy living your passion on the weekend let's just talk i mean maybe it's just deer hunting yeah and you want to manage ground. Maybe your job allows you to have the funds to be able to manage the ground like you want to. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, and so I don't I don't ever want people to think we're just sitting here saying. Unless you're, you're living a, failure. a career. Yeah. yeah, you're a failure if you don't live your passion and career. That's not the case at all. And so I don't want people to take that the wrong way. I sure. will say on the flip side of that, though, I will say how enjoyable it can be if you can figure out a way to do that. To do both. Yeah, yeah to do both. And so um, my idea is is if we're if if we've got one shot at living this life let's do everything we can to try to do both mm-hmm. if it's even closely an option yeah to maybe pull that off let's figure out a way to do it and john the way he has done it coming from a career of landscape evidently some pretty big time landscape it's not like right sea in world, florida disney world yeah i'm pretty I'm guessing those are pretty good landscaping gigs <laughs> not bad accounts <laughs> <laughs> but like just one of those alone probably be a full-time job right but, um but he found had an opportunity to do something he loved even more. Yeah. And I'm assuming that career helped pave the way to get him where he is now to yeah. be able to afford to even do that. And so that may be part of the process yeah. is doing what you have to do now to yeah. get to where you want to be later. I think that's pretty much in life and anything is you're going to have to pay some sacrifice. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever that looks and like. And commit to that process. I, I always think about it in terms of running. <clears throat> and I think sometimes we set goals. Like, for example, I set a goal to run uh, the Las Vegas Half Marathon, which is the local mar- half marathon here in town. I wanted to run it faster than I've ever ran it, uh, ran a marathon, half marathon. And my best time at that time, at that point, was one hour and 55 minutes, <clears throat> which not a bad time for a half marathon for the first one. It's really good if I was doing it. <laughs> You could do it. I was just hoping to break three hours if I was doing it. (laughs) Well, so um, I trained. I had a goal to run the Las Vegas Half Marathon faster than I ever wanted, ever ran before, right? Ultimately, my goal, what I wanted was I wanted to be healthy, right? Um, But I was so focused on that one goal that I trained really, really hard until I ran the race and then I quit, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what some people do when it comes to living your passion, you know, they do it one time, they get to that goal one time and there's, it's not the process, you know, it's just, I want to attain this. And then when they attain it, they're done, you know, it's kind of, and so I think that really 
you need to have more than just a one-time goal. It needs to be the life passion. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think that's even comes like, no, that's great what you're saying. Cause I think I've even done that a lot of times with certain things. I know I have with certain things because that's part of being a creative is my satisfaction. A lot of times comes mm-hmm. from just creating something. Yeah. Whether anybody does anything with it or not. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Personally, once. I don't know that I, I care. I did my part of yeah. getting enjoyment out of the creation process. Um, but I think we've even seen that with John and, and this is a principle for life and business as well is, is that everything can always be better. Yeah. And so that's where I'm even looking at on this land management thing right now and trying to make the land better and manage it for tomorrow and somebody else is going to get benefit from it mm-hmm. long after we're dead and gone, you know, but is that there's always something else that can be done mm-hmm. in, in any really yeah. in life and raising family. And there's always ways to make it better. Right. You know, we talk about that a lot, even in our leadership background with, from a church standpoint is, is how do we make it better yeah. almost to a fault at times yeah. that we over analyze things yeah. because even though things are great and yeah. rocking, you can't over, I don't know if you can overanalyze it, but you can get too caught up in the negatives yeah. sometimes. But things, the reality is things can always be better. If it's, right. if it's land management, for instance, there's always something else you can plant to make yeah. habitat better. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about somebody's yard, yeah. right? There, there is never a moment where you're done making your yard better (laughs) i mean really well and 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 ethically you want to you want to protect what you've invested into yeah like your yard's a prime example so we had a big dance this weekend (laughs) heath was not dancing our high school kids (laughs) our high school kids had a dance that's hilarious and so we had um i don't know how many we probably had 40 or 50 cars at our house throughout the night and we were doing photography and taking pictures just formal deal you know and then the after party was at our house we wanted the party at our house just so we could halfway manage high school kids yeah <laughs> and rather than our kids going somewhere else you right. know which so it was all fine except for if i wouldn't have been out there police and traffic the, the thing i was invested in with my beautiful zoysia yard would have been destroyed <laughs> yeah and but there's a principle there too you know a lot of times that, that you want to protect what you've invested yeah and because i don't want to have to redo it over again if it's not necessary right and replant the yeah. whole yard you know did you I, have one of those little flashlights with the orange cone on it no but i had a flashlight that even kids were walking up me like dude where can i get one of those flashlights <laughs> it made the police look bad it was so bright dude. that's hilarious it was like, i'd have kids get out of their car and i'm like what you got down there son <laughs> i won't put that cup back in your car <laughs> i didn't say that but we were we, that's why we had them there because we didn't want a bunch of kids drinking and partying yeah you know and we could halfway manage yeah, it, you so. wanted them to have fun in a in a, in a safe environment mm-hmm. yeah and so matter of fact i told most of them you're gonna be dumb i got some cops gonna be waiting just outside the road down there <laughs> i try to scare them if i can you know? yeah <laughs> not really i wanted them to have fun but i think the funniest thing you told me about that was you shut the gate on them <laughs> i did at 2 a.m heath man was tired i'm getting said, old i'm shutting the gate and i did we as soon as i shut the gate walked back down the driveway we had you know not having 100 couple hundred yards whatever our driveway is I got back in there and looked out my front window, and there was a car down there at the gate. Trying to come <laughs> trying in. Trying to come in. I was like, bye. <laughs> We're going to bed around here. <laughs> bye. Yeah, that's what we did. That's funny. So. I think that's a great example of, you know, the process. And I've always told told my kids, you need to be a problem solver. Because when you solve a problem, fix something yourself, or create something yourself, you're a lot more passionate about, you know, it's staying that way. And yeah. so that's that's really what i was saying about that whole you know goals are great but if that's the only thing you're attaining that's going to end quick you know and in the realm of living your passion whether it's in your business in your life or whatever um i think you got to have 
long term i mean it's your life like yeah. you said earlier you only get one of them and so you yeah. got to have that and um the process never ends yeah i think we're seeing that even right now with our job and career mm-hmm. is yes we love what we do but just doing media and marketing is not the end all be all for what we're trying to do mm-hmm. is there are new opportunities that are coming about that we get to expand our living our passion through other businesses mm-hmm. it does involve create the creative side of business as well yeah but it's going to be a whole another journey mm-hmm. of this south face is not just the end of what we do right we want to keep taking it to the next level right and seeing the world yeah and, you know capturing yeah. everything we can along the way and if you're committed to the process when things change you're okay with it yeah you know when, yeah. when a when a challenge arises that's part of of living that passion how do we fix this how do we get there you know yeah and when it's just the end goal when a when something happens you're like you know you're like you're just really mad and then easily give up it goes back to that ownership mentality a little bit oh yeah that that whenever whenever it is your passion and that's the difference in living your passion and just living a a job that's just a career that it's just a job when it's five o'clock you're done there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. you want to shut that off mm-hmm. and so it's almost a blessing and a curse to live your passion because we never shut it off right oh yeah <laughs> you know but i love that because i go back to what, what i've been saying in my own life this year a lot is is i literally want to create a job i never want to retire from mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what we're trying to do like we may I really don't know that we'll ever retire. I will. You yeah. may. You may. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we'll just keep changing. Yeah, what we're doing. What we're doing. How we're doing it. As long as it can generate a little bit of income. Yeah. And we have fun doing it. Why Listen, would you ever stop? When my kids yeah. get grown, I may not retire, but I want to be able to go around the world and do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and you can do to. that in what, when you're doing what, you know, something like what we do or when you're finding ways to, to do fun stuff, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and create income or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the income part does definitely play a role. Oh yeah, and if you can do that or not. Yeah, for sure. But there's ways to do that, and and I think when it comes to can you realistically live your passion, I, mean, I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It's just what are you willing to sacrifice and go through to get there? Right. You know, and some people can, some people can't, some people won't, mm-hmm. and there's, that's okay. That's a choice we all get to make. Yeah. Is um, do we want to keep? fighting and grinding to get there mm-hmm. or do you just want to be a weekend like you said a weekend warrior at yeah. it? and there's nothing wrong with that Absolutely. If, that's, if that's what you love doing yeah and you can spend time you know doing what you love and, and take other people along the journey with you there's nothing wrong with that yeah absolutely not i think that's great so if that's what you want to do if that's what you want to do <laughs> let me there's a little caveat there's another word for you caveat, caveat. yeah I feel like we're trying to expand our vocabulary. <laughs> My wife always says, "If you can use one new word a day, you'll be good to go." We make up words. <laughs> we do make up stuff. <laughs> I make up words sometimes that are probably not in the dictionary. But, well, ma'am, I'm liking this weather. Uh, man, I love. It. He's got the window open over here. It's and you can hear the wind chimes the outside. Wind chimes and the breeze. And the fall colors are slowly starting to come in. You know what that means? That means it's almost rut. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the rut is hey. almost here. Yeah, well, it is. It's almost so, here. So what was that? When was that? I took a picture of that buck the other day. It was, oh, that was last beautiful. week. It was yeah, last, last week, week. wasn't it? What yeah. I was going to say is that was, so this is what this podcast is probably airing on the 22nd of October. That was probably on the, what was that, the 18th? Something like 19th, that. 19th, somewhere in that. So that buck that that came out was hot on a doe's butt already. Really, pre-rutting a little bit maybe, uh, big mature doe, and 
it's a sign of good things to come. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was a little early, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the calendar, we're only two and a half, three weeks away from what's typically right. what's typical. Yeah. You know, and it's different in different parts yeah. of the country for sure. But where we're at, yeah, it's typically in that you know November, mid November. Yeah. That in the Midwest, that seven for me, the seventh through about fourteenth, fifteenth, anywhere in that ballpark has always been really good. Yeah. This year you're going to go to Ohio. Have you ever hunted Ohio? One time for like a day. For a day? Yeah, it wasn't even, it was kind of just a weird deal how it happened. Guys, yeah. I want to go hunt and he had a tag and I went, I didn't even hunt, I filmed him. Oh, that's cool. Buddy of mine. And uh, so, yeah, we're going back to hunt for real. And the place we're going, we're getting some really, 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 really nice big buck picture. There's some giants in Ohio. That's cool. I'm talking about like, Oh, I've seen them. I have a buddy that manages a, a good, he has an outfitting business and he. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he manages a, a good bit of land, and he has some studs. Yeah, they're walking around like yeah, looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like just like yeah. bowed up, ripped their own juice or something. Yeah, whatever they're giving their deer. Well, I know I'm not a TV personality, <laughs> um, but if you get sick and you need somebody to go hunting you go. instead, I'll you go. You know, I'll make that work. They're so busy. I about <laughs> say yeah, I go. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gone, I'll got plenty of stuff to do. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be good so yeah we'll be there in november and probably do a podcast from up there too cool probably will we yeah, to, if we have service we might have to call you in bee hunt unless you, you want to go you know you can go if you oh, want to go i got plenty of stuff going on um trying to finish up some stuff we got some big things coming down the pipe so we got to get that we do i can't wait to start sharing some of it. i know man we we're always on hold standby i know but that's part of the process and i think that's good for people to know it ain't but, good for me i'm not patient well <laughs> but i think it's i think it's good for people to know that it doesn't just happen overnight for yeah. south face and the stuff we have going on either it's part of the process yeah. is putting things in the right place and wait until they come to fruition yeah. and then doing the work on the front end even if it has nothing to do with what you're doing at some point it will you yeah know? And well and that's the deal with like some of the things we have working on they've been you know four three four years in process mm-hmm. and at the end of the day this even goes back to living your passion you can only do what you can control yeah and whatever that is you do it do it to the best of your ability and then at some point you got to kind of let the chips fall where they're going to fall yeah and that's where we're at on a few of these things yeah. that we have in process but they're getting close, Cody. <laughs> and I can't wait to share it. Oh, I wish people could see your face right oh, there. Oh, I get good. <laughs> he looked up. This one I get pretty stoked about. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's some life-altering good stuff mm-hmm. for us and a lot of people. Yep. So it's going to be fun. It's going to happen, Cody, whether it's now or four more years. We're just going to keep grinding away. We're going to keep grinding. And I want to I wanna say what it is, but should I? Or should I hold off, Cody? You know what? I think you should hold off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm gonna insert some mystery music right there. Are you? No, not really. (laughs) I might. I just played Jeopardy music. I think wasn't that Jeopardy? (laughs) That is not very, very mystery. (laughs) Anybody young would not even know what that is. Oh my goodness! I got some oldies on here. No, Jeopardy's still on TV, man. Is it really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Crazy stuff. Well, it's been a good conversation, man. Um, good luck to everybody out there. Muzzleload, bow hunt, rutting. <laughs> I hope you kill a big one. If you do kill a big one, hey, if you kill anything, yeah. shoot us a pic. DM us, send us text if you've got a number or whatever. We'll share love. So, all right, man. It's been a good day. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Peace out. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for the leadership sessions of the Tour 12 podcast. Our goal is to help you live your passion in business, leadership, and life, and we would love to hear how these conversations are impacting you. If you want to share your story or give us feedback, hit us up on Instagram or email us at feedback at tour12.com. As always, it would mean a lot to our team if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and invite your friends to join us in living their passion.